Hey, everyone. Pre-note for the podcast today. Uh, Peter and I had some microphone problems when we first got on the Zoom call with uh, Ben. And so if the audio sounds a little wonky today, uh, that's simply why we had to use our Apple headphones uh, to make the call happen. Um, but just wanted to apologize in advance. Thanks. My name is Ben Blankenship, and I feel grateful about my running career. Hola, mis amigos. Esta Pedro Cunningham. <laughs> Me llamo Benjamin. Buenos dias. <laughs> Y'all, welcome to another episode of The Running Brunch. I'm Peter Cunningham, co-host of this podcast with my bud, my main man, Ben Ledbetter. Ben, hi. Hi. How art thou? Thou art good. Hail, fellow. Well met. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, we're cool. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, which brings us to our first uh, show note assignment uh, for Ben. Yet again. Um, ben, I would love it if you would include in the show notes a website called homestarrunner.com. And immediately I I can't tell. No, I'm confident. I'm, I will increase in my friends as a result of this, not losing friendships. Homestarrunner.com, what a beautiful comedy sketch website from my high school days. You know what? Go there and just dive in deep. Uh, if, if you want uh, just a suggestion of where you should go, uh, go check out some Teen Girl Squad. <laughs> and um, and uh, you could even just go to YouTube to find that. So thanks, y'all. I think that pretty much wraps up our podcast for yep. the day. Uh, Ben's actually connecting right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Nope. No, he's not. False alarm. Uh, speaking of, Ben, we, should we just jump right into telling everyone about our guest for today? Yeah, I guess. I guess. It's me, Ben. Ben, hi. How are you? Hello, I'm great. No, uh, we are having on a professional runner whose name is Ben Blankenship. Um, he, uh, he's a guy that I've actually been following for a very long time. Um, a gentleman that when I was in high school, I watched a lot of Diamond League races or watched a lot of uh, world championships stuff like that um and would always just see his lovely locks flowing in the wind Mm. um and just kind of was like that's a cool guy like he just always raced the mile in the 1500 meter in a very fun way um so ben is a former uh university of minnesota uh golden gopher golden gopher uh but he also went to mississippi state Oh, I forgot about He's that. a bulldog. Oh. Yeah, cowbell. Bark him. <laughs> Bark him, dogs! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, woodchuck him. Gophers? Yeah, woodchuck him. a gopher is a woodchuck, right? Uh, that's a great question. I think it is. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, I went there until his junior year. Uh, at, least, at least he ran there until his junior year. Uh, took a little hiatus. Uh, found his passion for running. Um, and then has been running pro. I think he's mainly been a Nike athlete um, for most of his career, if not all of it. Running for um, Oregon Track Oregon Club? Track Club for a, lo- for a while. Um, most of the time that I followed him when I was in high school and through some of college he was. Um, and then, yeah, this was the, the OG green tree team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not the not the skull uh, Oregon elite or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and although it was the school, the Oregon project. Yeah, it was an Oregon project. Okay, were those always separate? separate, separate? Or, okay, 
Cool. Yep. So Oregon Project skull with little wings around yep. it. And then there's the Oregon OGC. Track Club with the yep. with the tree. Correct. I love it. Yeah. I had a really sweet shirt. I, I wish I still had it. Just this white shirt with a, a circle that was shaped like a track. So not a circle. Some people will call that an... An oval. An oval. Uh, today on uh, the episode of Running Bunch, we'll go over shapes. I do that with Olive every day. Yeah, and on on the inside of it, it just had it had a tree, and then it, it said Oregon Track Club cool. over the top. It was a sick shirt. That's pretty sick. All in green. Love it. Uh, let me. I, I don't know Ben Blankenship well enough. I know you well enough. Oh. I don't know Ben Blankenship well enough to know if he's the kind of guy that's going to brag on himself with his own time. So so just a couple seconds. Let me brag on some of his times. Uh, his his best in the fifteen hundred meter, which is kind of what he specialized in, uh, is a three thirty four. Um, and so then, <laughs> and then his PR in the the 3K would be a 7:38. At least that's what the interwebs are telling us. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah, whoever updates your page. Yeah, he was a part of a uh, a DMR World Championships team. They got first place in the DMR. Uh, is there anything else about that that was special? Uh, they were hold, they now hold the world record for it. They hold the world record. World he, record holder. He uh, he was the anchor for that. And and for those that don't know, the DMR is is the distance medley relay. Um, it isn't ran uh, all the time across all levels of of running. Um, but uh, the DMR is comprised of a twelve hundred meter stint, handing off to a four hundred meter handing off to an 800 meter and then finishing with the mile Ben Blankenship anchored for that team USA uh, team uh, and so he ran the mile and uh, if if you haven't yet which actually this might be a legitimate thing you yeah, should put, put in the show in notes, the show notes sure. it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty amazing race uh, uh, I'm sure we'll uh, I think we're planning on asking a couple questions about it uh, during our conversation with him uh, it's a great race, really cool stuff, and and specifically his leg of it is is impressive for some from uh, just some different reasons. Uh, yeah. And then he also represented the U.S. in the Rio Olympics yep. in 2016. Did he run the 1500 in that? 15. Love it, love yep. it. That was the race that uh, Centrowitz won, right? Yeah, that was a slow race. That was ben was in race. it though. I yeah. mean, everyone was in it. Yeah, but so was he. You know, I uh, I actually just today uh, in yesterday. preparation yesterday in preparation for this uh, episode was watching some Ben Blankenship races and whatnot and stumbled upon a, a clip of Robert Johnson actually analyzing uh, a race that Blankenship is in and I immediately afterwards sent that YouTube clip to my 800 and 1500 meter crew um, as just like a really good um basis for how to strategize running a 1500 and so uh you can also check that out on youtube uh just type in ben blankenship 1500 meter and i think it's actually i think it might be a let's run oh probably video and so when you search ben oh, blankenship robert, yeah of course it's robert johnson yeah yeah when um, you when you search ben blankenship 1500 meter you'll see a let's run video come up and it's uh it's breaking down uh, good and bad tactics, and and I thought it was a uh, yeah. pretty insightful. No, um, but otherwise, uh, Ben's uh, Ben's just a fun dude. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm just excited because he's he's a guy that I like. I said I've been following. Yeah, long time. I'm excited to get to talk to him. I think he's going to have a lot to share. Um, but Peter, yeah, uh, what did you have for brunch today? What did I have for brunch? You know, it was a wonky day. Okay, uh, and so I I didn't have 
one's typical brunch or uh-huh. my typical brunch. Right, of course. Uh, and so, uh, you know, if we're talking about what I ate before this episode. Yeah, it's your brunch. Yeah. <laughs> I ate uh, Chick-fil-A, four uh, Chick-fil-A tenders. Ooh, four. <laughs> yeah, the four count tender and uh, also some uh, a large fry. Always. A large sweet tea. Always. Um, and I dipped those tenders in barbecue sauce, buffalo sauce, and a little bit of Chick Fil A sauce. Um, if it's I and, and some of them I mixed and some of them I didn't. Uh, what? Who am I kidding? I mixed all of them. Yeah. And they're amazing. Uh, you know what? If it's not my ankle that keeps me from running this half marathon with you, it might be the, the Chick Fil A sauce. No. See, I also eat a lot of Chick Fil A, yeah. and so it's yeah, if I'm running it, you can run it. Okay. So it'll be fine. So that that excuse is out the window. Yeah, out the window. Sorry. Okay. Uh, thankfully, I'm not going to be trying too hard to try cool, to find cool, an excuse because cool. I'm planning on running this. Sick. Uh, if not, like I said, we can stash your bike. Yes. On the course, and stash then you it. can just cycle. Yeah. At, at what point are we actually going to register for this race? Because that usually is the that is when I am fully in for a race. I don't know if the 2023 registration is actually open yet. It is that year, isn't it? Uh huh. It is 2023, and it's less than months away. Yep. It's, the website keeps saying 2020 information, 2023 information coming soon. Ooh, which uh, is exciting because yeah. it could be soon. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm just getting my hopes up and there's actually not a half marathon that weekend. If there ends up not being a half marathon this weekend, you and I still run the same the course. course that we are assuming it's on. Yeah. Uh, or we find another race relatively close. I'd say that's probably actually the thing that's going to happen yeah. instead. <laughs> Because I'm not going to solo run a one whatever. Maybe. Maybe. A uh, one whatever. I don't know. I, it would be at least a one. The the plan has been. Ah. One what? I think it's like one eleven and change. Something yeah. like that. That's the plan. Ooh, that's the plan. In my mind for you, that's that the plan. 12, 13 weeks away. 12 weeks away. Yeah. So I can do that. Yeah. 100%. You've yeah. been putting enough base miles in that you could, if you found a way in your schedule to work in some legit right. training, you can, I'm certain you can yep. still run that. Um, and I can, I can too. <laughs> yes. I felt for eight miles uh, or the full half. I'm a massive fan of Emma Brown. Mm-hmm. And so when I say this, know that I, I love her and think she's, she's the greatest. Uh, I felt like I sounded just like Emma Brown right there and, and how, how, 100%. how confident I sounded about. I can. I can do too. this. I can also yep. run a seventy-one yep. minute half marathon. Oh man, that's, when you put it like that, it's crazy. Um, yeah, that's but for point. my brunch, uh, I had oh gosh, uh, four bags of fruit gushers, yeah. two bags of skinny pop, and a baked Lay's bag, uh, a cup of coffee, and an Ozark IPA. Mm-hmm. That's got an eagle on it. It Peckham. does have, yeah. Oh, Peckham oh, and Reckham. Man, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, so. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You're killing it. <laughs> You're absolutely killing it. What a life we live. What a life. This look, is what... look at us. Look at us go. Look at us. We're adults. <laughs> uh, ben, anything else before we hop on with, with old Blankenship? Um, 
hopefully uh, you guys, if you want to reach out to us, shoot us a uh, message on Instagram. If like you think that you want to come on the pod, we lovely like would love to have some user like listeners on the pod. I was gonna say users, like we're some kind of service uh, or um, like uh, actors or characters from Tron. True user user one. Um, I've never seen Tron, so yeah, you know you got it somewhat right. Not sick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Isn't there another movie that's like Enter Player One? Um, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, maybe Ready Player One. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, they don't uh, say that, but no, they should have. They should have. I mean, why we put anyway? Yeah. Getting sidetracked. Uh, Instagram, if you want to reach Instagram, out to us, text us, email us. Um, I think I have the inst- the email on the page, but if not, I have it on my phone somewhere. <laughs> it's the it's the Running Brunch Pod. At gmail.com. I didn't know we had an email. Of course. We got to sign up for these things somehow. What? I I am. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm going to start emailing us all the time. I already hate my email on my phone. I have six different emails on my phone. I'm going to spam you with uh, show note suggestions. (laughs) I mean, that actually would help. That's helpful. (laughs) It's great. Because I always, in the show notes, say, and Peter said something about show notes. I think it was this. Here's a link. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, like Ben said, whether whether you are the individual that uh, would like to come on the podcast, or if you know someone that you'd like to connect us with to come on the podcast, uh, that would be awesome. And just a reminder, we love interviewing and and hanging out with, sharing brunch with the full spectrum of runners, and truly do believe that there is uh, gold nuggets to be learned from and to be discussed from the the full spectrum of runners and so even if you're not a ben blankenship and you've you've never worn team usa we're stoked to have you or or your friend on the podcast so uh give us a give us a shout on the on the old instagram or the email and uh, or if you have our personal phone numbers peter did give his out in one of our earlier episodes Was my phone number or my address both yeah so you can mail me at <laughs> whatever the address was in the Alica Pearson. I think it was, was Alica's episode. In the Alica Pearson episode. So go back, listen to that episode, get my address, come into my front door, knock and say, excuse me, Peter, I'd like to be on the podcast. And I'll say, that's not my name. I'm Lance because I'm Peter's roommate who answered the door. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. All right, Peter, anything else before we go? I hope not. Cool. Uh, let's, uh, let's hop in that zoom call. Hello. Hey, Ben, you there? I am here. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good, man. You guys awesome. got the setup. We're trying to, we are, uh, Sorry, it's not working today. Ben, I'm Peter Cunningham. He's gonna get confusing you've been, you've been talking to Ben Ledvetter for a bit. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. I, it looks like we have a bit of a delay. Is that that's actually something we're going for in this whole deal. Um, I, I like delays. <laughs> so to kick things off, I want to hear what you define as brunch, and then what is like a brunch staple uh, for you? Man, uh, I will say that I'm I'm the worst. Uh, I'm kind of a guy that like gets done running or gets done doing whatever that day calls for, whether it's like weights or strides or a session. And then I procrastinate. I procrastinate a really long time until like, it's like three. Um, so <laughs> I'm terrible at brunch unless somebody's like organized and on top of it. I'm terrible at it. I kind of eat the same thing every day, no matter the time. It's like yeah, a okay. crappy sandwich. 
I eat a sandwich every day. I could finish running at like 8 a.m. and I will be eating like some kind of sandwich and I move on with my day. That's awesome. So, uh, so, so that's all not very the, entertaining. All of the experts out there that say that you've got to like put this kind of fuel and this many calories or whatever in your body after a run, uh, you're, you, uh, you would say, you know what, uh, that's, that's not where the, the magic is found. No, that's totally where the magic's found. I just, I just don't take my own advice on it. I, I got really good at it for a while when I was doing like really long sessions, I was really good at it. Ryan really like hammered that stuff home. He's like, you gotta get on it. We gotta do fluids and nutritions while on these long runs to get used to it. And I loved it. I swear by it. Um, but there's those days where I get done running and I lay on the floor for, you know, 45 minutes and I wake up and I'm like, oh, there's a whole day going on here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we talk a lot about how on our long runs in college, we both ran together at Colorado Christian University. Uh, that's where we met. And somehow we both landed at John Brown University and NAI school in, in Arkansas. And we're now both assistant coaches there. Um but on our long runs in college, you know, up to 16, 17, 18 miles, uh, we had no frame of reference for uh, getting fluids or fuel in our, our body. And it, it we was may, we may have like a water bottle that someone brought in the van if someone was injured to drive with us. Yeah. Otherwise, no, you just kind of yeah. ran. Yeah, it, uh, it, it wasn't until I, I got into my own marathoning life, just a few here and there, and then uh, some more cycling uh, long distance stuff that I've realized, Oh gosh, like this, it's a, it's an absolute game changer. Were, were you, while you were in college on those long runs doing fueling or was it once you've gotten into kind of the marathoning side of things? No, I, I didn't come to fueling until I was like 35 years old, um, okay. which is insane. I, I have no idea why I hadn't been doing it this entire time. And I, I guess I was always under the mindset, like, Oh, if you don't hurt all day, were you really working hard? Because I'd come okay. back after like hard long runs and be exhausted all day. And I'd be like, I don't know why I feel terrible. Oh, it's wow. because I didn't consume anything for two hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fascinating. So, and yeah. That, and that was just kind of the mentality, I think. It was just like, yeah, that's how you're supposed to feel. And then right. I like the one day I did uh, fluids. I was like, man, I feel fantastic what is the difference here? Oh, it's the fluids. It's the yeah. nutrition. Unbelievable. Yeah. Amazing. That, was, that was like the gate in my mind here in Arkansas. It was like, you got hundred, hundred degree days, 90% humidity. And it's like, oh. even, even running at 6am when the sun, like, like sun's been down for seven hours, but it hasn't cooled down at all. And I'm like, I, I got to start bringing something on my rent. And it was like, Oh, same thing. I, I don't hate myself. I this this is why people do this. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And so it's it's been ever since then. I anyone that comes into the store, I work at a local running store here in town. Um, and they're like, Do I really need to fuel on these? Uh, yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Please, yes, please do. Um yeah, I like it. So when you uh when you were at OTC, um were were you guys doing a lot of long runs then? Or like what did what did your like longer runs look like while you were there at that program? Uh, they differed a little bit. Um, I would say that like my longest run was probably like anywhere between 16 and 18. Um, okay. they were mainly 15, call, right? Yeah. I, I really only ran 15 every, every fall. I'd be like, I'm going to run Houston half marathon. I'm going to run Houston half marathon. And then somebody would call me and be like, Hey, do you want to get paid to do this indoor race? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Um, 
but I would do some long runs, like, but nothing that long, nothing like, you know, bookmark of like, oh man, that was incredible. Just right. here yeah. and there. I'm sure I did some really fun long runs once in a while, but I don't know. So uh, awesome. you, you mentioned Houston half marathon. I feel like in the last six months to a year, I've been hearing more and more people talking about that. That's the half marathon that everyone goes to, to try to throw down a good time. Is, is that why you were thinking to go to the Houston half at that point? Uh, it fit really well in the calendar in terms of like setting up a track season. Um, it's early in the year. You're coming off all that, all that fall fitness in terms of like, doing big volume stuff. Um, and I always felt like I was in good shape for it. I just never, I never ran one. And when I say good shape, I probably would have run really hard the first six, eight miles blown up and then jogged in at like 65 (laughs) minutes or something. So it would have looked really good for like seven miles. Like somebody would have been like, that guy's going to be unbelievable. And then my last mile would be like six 30. A lot longer than I thought. (laughs) Uh, awesome. Ben, let's, let's do this. Uh, rather yeah. than just asking the basic question of tell us how you got into running. Yeah. Uh, I guess more so rewinding to the moment in your life when you first had this emotion of, Oh my goodness. Uh, I really love what I just engaged with. Yeah. I like that question. Um, I would say a couple memories. I think everybody, everybody who's kind of passionate about running or at least, and maybe I shouldn't say that I, for myself, it was the moment that I knew I was kind of good at it. It was like, I ran in a, in a track race and I had no business being up front or at least I didn't think so. Right. It was like upperclassmen. I was a young sophomore and I ended up qualifying for like, or being second at, it was like a couple upper upperclassmen from my school ended up running really well. Um, and that was kind of the moment I knew that I was going to be pretty good. Um, or at least the moment I knew that I wanted to do this more often. And I think anytime you, you have success or you, you win or, or you do really well, it, it's a big motivation. Um, at least that, that was for me. It was the first thing I was really good at. So, yeah. I was going to ask you, you said it was the first thing you were really good at. Uh, I feel like yeah. several other people that we've either interviewed or just friends that we talk with, uh, it seems like there's a, a, a consensus from a lot of them that they, they weren't good at basketball, football, baseball, whatever, the, the other sports, and they didn't have an instrument and whatnot. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it was just like, so I guess I'll try running. And yeah. is there a similar story there for you? It, 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 you tried other things and this clicked? I didn't even try that much because I knew I was terrible at it. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't kick a soccer ball. I couldn't do many other sports. Um, I was a small kid, so football really wasn't the thing. And I think football is kind of a culture thing that like your parents get into. And then like you start at a, I just, I never, never was that. I was kind of like a dorky, shy kid, right? And, hey, hey, welcome. Welcome, was, to yeah, welcome to the party. Yeah, exactly. And I was terrible at school, so there wasn't too much going really well for me in life um, until I signed up for the track team and I had success. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of good at this. We'll keep yeah, doing it. So, love it. and here we are, you know, 20 yeah. years later, I'm still doing it. Do you, you feel like uh, running then kind of both provided uh, just confidence in general in life and, and maybe even, I don't know, I feel like 
team sports usually provide friendship as well. It was, was there like both of those things kind of increased as you got into the sport? Kind of. Uh, I definitely a little bit. I didn't get any better at school. Uh, I struggled with that. <laughs> uh, didn't make many more friends. But no, the running definitely gave me a lot more confidence. Yeah, um, for sure. I really I, I think my favorite part about running is that it's it's extremely clear when you're better than somebody else, or at least on that day. And that's something yeah. that I really enjoy. I, I've enjoyed it enough that like I've sabotaged entire seasons because I'll get caught up in some session and I'll be like, I'm going to be better than everybody else today. And then, you know, I get hurt a week later um, and it was wow. totally worth it. Um, but I really <laughs> love that idea. I love that idea that like you can be better than somebody else on that day. The team, there's no team aspect. There's none of that. Like, crap it's just like okay i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna work really hard and hopefully harder than everybody else yeah yeah was your uh was your high school team pretty small um in minnesota yeah, you grew up in actually, minnesota right yeah it's actually pretty big yeah. i think we had like i don't know 80 kids or something i went to a huge high school yeah okay I went to a really big high school um kind of like a, a regional high school so people drove in a long ways and well, so track, did you happen to, did you happen to live by Fergus Falls by chance? Uh, it's not too far away. Oh, sick. I've got like a bunch <laughs> of buddies from college that are all from Fergus. And so there I go up there every stop and visit them. So, no, so it, I, I, it's, I think it's interesting that you may be one of the first people that have talked about the, the, there is no team aspect. Like, I think we talked about like running is an individual sport that you do with a group of people. Um, yeah. I think for me, a lot of like the joy that I've gotten and even when I graduated college, I struggled with running alone because I had been doing it with people the whole time. Um, that's I, I'm interested to hear like what the difference for you was, if that's the same thing, or if it was just like, no, I've always just kind of been on my own, like doing my own thing with it. I just happened to also be running with this group of people. Yeah, I I ran a ton by myself, uh, a lot in high school. Even um, I kind of always preferred to. I don't know why um and then in college my i always kind of set up my class schedule where i always found classes that like landed during practice time and then i worked out on my own um and then here i showed up once in a while but i was mostly by myself um yeah and now i train mostly on my own again um i really like it i really like doing that i don't i don't particularly know why i i will say that like my favorite time in probably my career was training with Kieran O'Leonard. Um, him and I got on really well. Um, we weren't best friends. We, we didn't talk much. Um, we didn't have that much overlap in life. Um, but we got on in the running really well. Um, and we trained together really, really well. Mostly he was, he was much better than I was. Um, so I'd make him lead everything and I kind of <laughs> just like hang out behind him. So it kind of worked out for me, I guess. Yeah. yeah, he's uh he's the guy that I followed because he went to Florida State and ran with a buddy yeah. that graduated from my high school. Um, and then I followed him on Instagram for a long time, and I saw y'all starting to train. I was like, "Ooh, that's a that's a dangerous fifteen hundred meter duo <laughs> right there." Um, so it's yeah. when did y'all start? Like, how long did y'all train together? When did y'all start? Because I know he's kind of back in a hiatus, right? Yeah, we was trained he... together for I think like three years, uh, okay. fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Um, yeah. So cool. a good chunk of time, maybe a little bit longer, awesome. but yeah, 14, 14 to 16 or 14 to 17. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, 
Ben, uh, I can't tell you how many people uh, wanted me to ask you this beforehand. Um, that's uh, purely a lie that I came up with just so I could ask a question I wanted okay. to. Um, <laughs> uh, how, how much well, stock I'm just going to you... start lying about everything. So yeah, exactly. Lying is great, right? Uh, totally. How much stock do you that's put into... <laughs> Amazing. How, uh, how much stock do you put into um your speed being contingent upon your the beauty of your beard and the long locks and and that headband that you wore i mean like is that is that your uh the, the magic for your speed maybe now i've gotten awfully slow since i cut my hair and shaved um but <laughs> i th i think he kind of gets stuck in this like superstitions um mm -hmm. and, and then it's hard to get out of it um for the longest time, I, I was only an athlete and I only had to be professional when I went into the call room and then went to the start line. And, and that was, you know, really using the word professional loosely because um, <laughs> you can be kind of anybody you want to once you're out on that stage. Uh, so I would get stuck in these superstitions of like, OK, I'm just not going to change anything because if I change something, something might go catastrophically wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. So I kind of just kept it, I guess. I, I look, when I look back, I'm like, oh, God, that was a terrible appearance. <laughs> My God. Yeah. 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 I, I uh, when I was racing in college, I had maybe too extensive of a, a list of things that I wanted to do the night before a race and on the day of a race, uh, just to get my mind into, a, okay, this is, this is different tomorrow. And tonight, yeah. like getting my mind in, in the right place, uh, uh, it makes a little bit more sense now that I'm uh, uh, into cycling, but I, I would shave my legs every night before race day. Yeah. I would uh, grab a Sharpie and I would write little uh, words or phrases either on my feet or ankles or something like that. I would yeah. I would sleep in my uh, my jersey the night before wow. the race. And uh, like I said, potentially yes. over over the top. Um, and uh, and then I think I wore I wore the same pair of socks the whole season. Wow. Um were were there were there other things other than just like the beard and the the, the headband the the hair or no or man that, that's a that lot was the superstition that's a, that's a lot of stuff you're throwing out there uh, well and, and uh, <laughs> I I I didn't I didn't run uh you know as as fast times as you did and so maybe maybe that was a uh, the 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 one reason why I, I really missed out <laughs> well yeah. I mean, it didn't work out for me I did nothing <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was the opposite. I was just polar opposite of you we like, should have flipped it literally did nothing at all we should have flipped like, it ah, I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. Um, I don't think I had any superstitions like that. Um, I don't know. I've, I've done it so many different ways. I, I've slept in, nearly missed a race before. Um, sure. I don't know. I, I'm pretty, I'm really, I think when I think back, I'm like, yeah, I was pretty carefree. I'm sure I was super stressed in the moment. I look back and I'm like, oh, I was totally relaxed. Um, yeah. but I don't know. What did, uh, traveling internationally and racing internationally, how did like dealing with time zone transitions or food or, um, anything like that? How did that like enter? Cause I kind of tacked that in with pre-race rituals or whatever. How much yeah. did that throw off your, did like throw off your schedule or was it really just like, oh, I'll be fine no matter. Cause it sounds like it's pretty chill. Um, to yeah. like some people freak out about it. I, I never cared about that. That was never like a big one for me. Um, I, I ate McDonald's once before a race yes. because I like in, in Ireland, because we waited too long to get dinner. It was like a super late race. It was like 
10 30 or 11 p.m and we're like oh we're just gonna you know get dinner late you know um because they had i it was like you know they have times to get meals and i was like well i'm not gonna eat at five like that's so long i just couldn't find any food i was like i can't find any (laughs) food so i ate like a large fries and then i wandered over to the track um it went (laughs) fine um it was not I ideal. Love, I love picturing I you wandering. I love picturing you wandering, like just aimlessly trying to find your way back over to the track. That's pretty much my entire life. How you just described it, that is, <laughs> I just kind of wander around. Uh, yeah. Hence, you know, hence not, the running in circles, uh, yeah. working out, just uh, simpler. Exactly. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not too thrown off by time zones. Um, I, I, I really feel like I, once I know I'm in that time zone, right even if it's for a day i usually can get in it i'm like okay i'm on this time no big deal um i also am a good guy that doesn't need that much sleep like i know sleep is super important it it, it's the cornerstone of all training Uh, it's just not one that i stress about it's like oh i slept 10 hours last night i slept four hours tonight no big deal i'm just gonna keep going forward um so i feel like those things never stress me out that much um so now, the only time I ever got stressed, and I'll tell this really quick story. I, I don't think I've shared it before. Um, I was flying from uh, Europe to the UK for world indoors. And I got to the airport and it was super early flight. It was like, the, it was the day before the first round. And I got to the airport, I checked in and you had to like check your bag somewhere else. After you check in, they give you a little thing and then you wander it over. And the guy was like, hey, we can't accept this. And I was like, okay. And I was like, what What can I do to like, I need this bag there where I'm going. Um, and he's like, no, we just don't store bags. And I was like, I don't, I don't want it stored. I want it, I want it to follow me. And he's like, <laughs> you know, your flight isn't for a year. And I was like, well, no, it's like, right. It's like in an hour, man. And he's like, and I had bought a ticket the night before for the next year that day but they let me check in that was the insane part they let me check in and then i went to bag thing and it was a nightmare for like 15 minutes i was like i have no idea what i'm gonna do and then i was like i'll just buy a flight right now so i like bought another flight it all worked out but there was that moment of like man i might miss this i might miss this race (laughs) holy smokes over there you got there in plenty enough time and whatnot it just oh yeah was insane for yeah yeah. it all worked out yeah but i had a ticket you know i had two tickets so but i didn't end up using it so i was gonna ask did you end up going back and like utilizing that flight later (laughs) i I should have i should have it would have been a good deal because i was already checked in so save me a little time at the airport i could also be like they're letting you check in a year early you can just like go live at the airport exactly it's like that Tom Hanks movie. Tom Hanks yes. movie. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're saying a lot of things that's dancing around uh, just, I don't know, an important topic in running. Uh, does, how does what you're talking about here as far as not taking sleep more seriously than uh, some do, not taking uh, eating as, as seriously as, as some do, the uh, racing in a different, on a different continent, uh, like, you're kind of just up for it. Like, how does that play into your your definition of mental toughness? And how would you like just encourage a, 
a young runner and their desire to grow in their mental toughness? Yeah, I, I think mental toughness gets looked at as like, you can do more or you can push through or you can work harder. Um, a lot more than like, you're decent at this and you can continue doing that. I think that's the mental toughness, knowing that like, hey, I might not be the best. Like I may not get a gold medal. I may not be the best on my team. I may not, you know, set world records or make world championship teams. And I and I think that gets over overlooked um, for people who continue. I think it's really it's really easy to be like, oh, that guy's super tough. Look at how how fast he's run, right? And you look at top guys who's like clearly have suffered in a lot of races to make these big championships. But there's always those those guys that are kind of back, still making finals, but probably aren't making teams that I always look at as like super tough guys um, who are the, just consistently there all the time, right? Um, yeah. They're working on the formula and they're trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the way I look at mental toughness. I think it's really easy to be like, oh, you know, how do you how do you stay motivated and how do you go work out when the weather sucks? I'm like, well, everybody goes out and works out when the weather sucks. Like you wouldn't be, you haven't got that far in the sport if you don't want to run when it rains. Like that's yeah. not that tough, right? Sure, sure. So. I like that. I like that a yeah. lot. So kind of bouncing back to the food thing, I've kind of I've food in just kind of like just generally – do you think uh, runners today, like especially like more like casual runners or even like college athletes, put too much stake in doing the small things? Or is it more like you just have a really relaxed attitude about the small things? Uh, it's like eating I, right, stretching, stuff like that. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, the more, so I'm around high schoolers a little bit. Um, and I, it's wildly different than when I was in high school at least for me right i had no idea what like hard work was and i had no real definition of like what good athletes did right you just didn't really see it right you had like three movies you had like without limits <laughs> fire on the track and that famigetti movie that came out and that was like yeah. it but like your frame of reference just wasn't very good um i i had no idea that like professional running was a thing right like nobody told me that um, so I feel like kids nowadays, they, they know what tempo runs are. They know what interval training is. Some high schoolers are doing double thresholds. Like if somebody mm -hmm. would have told me like, Oh, people run twice a day. I'd be like, that's insane. I don't want to do that. <laughs> like I'm just trying to run my humble 40 miles a week yeah, and yeah. Not walk once in a while. Right. That's awesome. So, you're not shooting. You're not shooting for Cam Levin's miles. No, no, I had no idea that people would want to willingly run a hundred miles a week. <laughs> has uh, has Ryan shifted you to a more higher mileage, or have you? Because I remember I read an article, I think it was this summer, um, that you published about like not doing junk miles and like yeah, cutting down the amount of time you spent running. How has that transitioned into your marathon training? I, I'm I still hate junk miles. Um, I, I'm a big believer in that, like going out and running painfully eight minute pace where you don't feel good and it's just a waste of time. I don't know what you get out of that. I'm a big fan of quantity or quality over quantity. Um, okay. We've definitely started doing longer stuff like 24 mile workouts, if you want to say that. Right. right? Um, and that's where we're kind of coming from. So like 
I'm not going to increase that many miles, but I have also I haven't run a marathon, so I'm 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 talking like it's going to go really well. I think it could go really well, but I could also get to 20 miles and be like, well, that's enough for today. Maybe I'll do that six later. Um, <laughs> but we'll we'll see. I I I'm a firm believer that like when I set up this uh, this build as best as we can, and we're going to go into it with a really positive attitude and, and see what happens. Um, yeah. My, my big thing is I don't respond that well to high mileage. I can run 80 mile weeks in and out all year round, but as soon as I start going higher, I just don't feel very good. Uh, everything suffers. Um, mostly I suffer. I just don't enjoy it. Um, I can do it. I just like sessions start to suck my life starts to suck and then i'm like i'm just not having that much fun but if i stay right around 80 i feel really good i'm like i can take a day off and still run 80 miles a week um, nice. and i can still go out and crush workouts but as soon as i start kind of pressing and i'm like oh i see cam running big miles i see people running 100 mile weeks i'm like okay i'll go do it just never works out for me um, and i will say like i i feel like i have a lot of confidence when i talk like had success but then i look at it and i'm like god maybe i need to run 90 100 miles weeks and then i start like start you know scratching at it i'm like okay yeah if i cool down a little bit longer i'll get a little bit more and then i'm like look at it I'm like this is stupid this is really dumb like i cooled <laughs> down an extra two miles for what? what what was the point of this that's awesome you you uh alluded to just kind of your build up currently can do you mind inviting us into what is on the immediate horizon and what you're excited about yeah, nothing on the immediate horizon. Uh, nothing at the moment. Um, right now, I'm just excited to get back into training. Um, I'm taking it really, really slow right now. We can't kind of came off um, some big downtime. I kind of had like a little calf flare. Sometimes I, I'm still, I still feel like a high schooler. I still feel like early college days every once in a while where I catch myself. I'm like man, everything was going really well. Why did you have to like crush workouts? Um, and that's just something I, I always struggle with. I, I, it takes a ton of confidence to run um, what's on the sheet and what, where you're at. It takes a ton of confidence and that confidence I still struggle with. It's, oh. it's not my, it's not something that I'm good at. If somebody's like, that guy always leans into workouts and he's always ready to rip, that's me. I'm always yeah. ready to do it. Um, and I, and I, and I alluded to working out with Kieran. Kieran was, he was like a metronome. If the sheet said something, he would do it. He was super good about that. And he was a guy that always kept me in check about being like, Hey man, today we're just jogging. We just have to jog today. And I'd be over there eagerly wanting to run more and be like, come yeah. on, man, this sucks. Let's run harder. And yeah. he'd be like, man, we don't need to like, we're going to run harder later. Um, and without that check and being left unchecked when I work out by myself, I'll find myself splitting sessions really fast or splitting um, intervals really fast. I'm like, Oh, this is it. This is it. I love this. And then like a week later, I'm hurt. It's like, oh, okay, well that was really fun, but here yeah. we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's, we, uh, we experience that a lot with our, like our athletes at JBU. We have, we have, kind of kids that are on both ends where they they really just every week they want to rip just all out 
easy days, we've, we've had to tone them back a little bit um, on like how fast they run on their easy days because they just weren't recovering. Um, yeah. And they've gotten a lot better. Oh, they've gotten, they, they're it is night and day difference. Of where they where do I sign up? <laughs> uh, on Strava, uh, the bed, Bedwetter Track Club. Club. Come on. <laughs> got Gregory in there. We're building the program, baby. Ben, no. ben, ben actually created a Strava group purely uh, in honor of, of taking your slow days, your easy days slow, and, and honoring the recovery of them. Yeah, there we have go. a high school here in town that like, they're, they're, I mean, they're fast, they're fast kids, they're awesome. They're, they're great, they're state champs, all this stuff, but they do all of their easy days at like 6.30, 6.40 pace. And then they work out the next day running like 5.20s. And I'm like, guys, you re like you realize that why all of you are hurt not at the beginning of the season and all of a sudden middle of the season comes around all of y'all are hurt because y'all run too fast all the time slow the frick down uh, yeah. so I met we have a couple of the guys that work at the shop and so they started calling them bedwetter miles if you're under seven thirty on your easy days or like over seven thirty last name Ledbetter yeah. nickname and back I in the say, day I, uh, there you go you're yeah. tracking um, so kind of a personal question that I've kind of want to ask. Totally like oh, left turn here. Um, so didn't you yeah. run in the DMR team, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I had the honor of anchoring that. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Um, yeah. Can you kind of like walk us through like, I guess the one, like, what do you remember about the crew that you're running with? And then just kind of like the the last mile, obviously, because you were the mile leg, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like how much of that do you remember or in like, is it something that you're like, what is that one of your achievements that you kind of like point to like, yeah, that was a, that was a good day. Yeah, it was a really good day. Um, it was a good day, uh, uh, for me, good day for the team overall. Um, and it was one of those things where like, I feel like it was a good first step in international competition for me. It was the one going into what I thought would be the world championship team that I'd make. Um, so it was it, in that respect, it was super fun. Um, and I had a ton of fun. Um, Kyle Merber remembers it. Let me tell you, Kyle Merber remembers it. Um, and it was, it was super fun. I had a really good time. Um, it was one of those things where like, realistically, it was just a solo mile. That's all it yeah. was. It was a solo mile that I, I ended up running really well. Um, and I feel like I've, I've trained for that my entire life. Like, Put me on a track. I I will probably run pretty well by myself. I've I've done yeah. tons of intervals by myself. I've suffered in the wind and the cold by myself. Uh, so in that aspect, it suited me really well. So yeah, it's awesome. I uh, in in rewatching that that race leading up to this, I was uh, I noticed very specifically you get the baton and then very quickly you gesture to the Kenyan runner, maybe chariot. Yeah. You you gesture to him like you take it. I'm not. I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pump the brakes and you go. Yeah. Was was that premeditated or was that something that in the moment you decided? And no, I had run a bunch of like DMRs in college. Uh, Big tens DMR was really fun, um, and then we went to nationals ones. I think. Um, and I always told the guys, I was like, do not do this stupid thing where you kick to give me the baton in first. I don't want to be in first, man. It's stupid. That's amazing. That's just, amazing. just slow down. Don't work that hard. And wow. I, I can't remember who, who handed me off the baton. And I just looked at him. I was like, what the, you didn't remember the one <laughs> job, man. I jogged yeah. this thing in, man. 
Um, and I really didn't want to be out exposed that whole time. I, I yeah. Just, yeah. That's a really hard way to run a mile, no matter what, yeah. right? Then you're making the decision, do we do we jog, let everybody catch up, or do we run hard? Um, yeah. And it was one thing that, like, I just didn't want to have to make that decision. I was like, yeah. I'll let whoever wants to lead, let that be the decision, you know? Yeah. Uh, are you able to recall that then like leading from there? Cause the, the tactics must've just gone all over the place in your mind. Cause you pump the brakes, chariot takes the lead. And then it seems like immediately chariot puts in a massive surge. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden you have to go from pumping the brakes to waking back up again. Like yeah. it, how, how is that just comes naturally and, or was that a very intentional, Oh, there he goes. I need to get back on and then let him pull me. Uh, you know, I have this really good, I will say the one really, the one thing I'm really good at in running is not thinking. I'm really yeah. good at that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really good at falling asleep and having absolutely no idea where we are. Um, yeah. That can be within workouts, within inter intervals or within tempo runs where I'm just like completely asleep. Um, and my partner comes out and bikes with me often and she's like, we have run three more miles than you are needed. And I'm like, Oh, oh okay. I guess then we're done for the day. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that has always really benefited me. So from there on, it was like, okay, let's just fall asleep and see what, see what happens for the rest of the race. So we like to do this thing at the end of our, our episodes, uh, we call repeats. You know, you, you say you're just getting back into the swing of things as a runner. And yeah. so we've just got to, we've got to work out for you right now. We're going to do some quick repeats quick questions, quick answers every now and then the repeat will get a little bit longer and, and uh, you know, we get, we get away from ourselves. So we, we've, uh, we've got a segment called repeats. You want to, you want to rock it with us? I will give it my best. Amazing. Right. Amazing. I can't guarantee anything. You're, you're doing great. Uh, let, let's start with off with a, a staple question. Uh, you, you're about to start a workout. You want to feel fast. Uh, what are you wearing head to toe? Uh, you can be as specific as you like to just feel fast to help yourself out in the workout? Uh, I'm kind of the same. I'm a shirt and shorts guy every, every day. Yeah. Split yeah. shorts as opposed to um, half tights. Yeah. No, I don't do half tights. Nope. Nope. Won't do them. So oh, split awesome. shorts all the way. Yeah. Amazing. That means you'll, you'll always yeah. have my vote in a race. I always <laughs> pick go. someone. If someone's wearing split shorts and everyone else's tights, I'm like, I that's the guy. Amazing. There you go. David Oliver used to do it, the hurdles in him. I was like, oh, what yeah. a monster. It's monster quad. <laughs> you are oh, what just like what's your overall just like favorite like staple workout? Like what if you what's your what's your go-to? I need to feel good, I'm gonna do this. Uh it all depends on the time of year. Uh I'm a big mile guy, miles off short recovery. I really enjoy that. Yeah. That's we're quarters. Amazing. If I'm in good shape and we're running a lot of quarters, that can be good, good fun. But yeah. mile intervals, I really like that. Yeah. Now, I, I think now it's changed a lot. This is the worst, <laughs> worst answer. Uh, but be like long tempo. I really like long tempos. Okay. Next repeat. You you look at the the next wave of of runners and and just kind of new culture and running. What what is something that you would say is like hashtag good for the sport? I think the idea that nobody's scared to run fast. Uh, I think for the longest time, especially male fifteen hundred meter runners, it was always like you had to go to Europe, you had to go to Monaco, you you had to get 
into this European field to run fast. Now people run fast everywhere. And, and I think Josh Kerr opened up that door when he ran really fast in Portland. Evan Jagger ran really fast in Portland that time. And it was like, oh, you don't have to be in Europe. You don't have to be at a fancy meet. You don't have to have better people in the race. You just have to go do it. Um, yeah. And that's something that I think is really good for the sport. Um, I'm not big on time. I really don't care what people run. Um, but I think the idea that like people just get after it, I, I really, I really like that. I really respect that. Yeah. Awesome. What, what spurred on the transition from like the shorter stuff to the marathon? Like what was the draw of like not doing half, not moving 10 K? Like what was the, what was the marathon draw? Uh, have you seen the 10 K? Have you seen it lately? <laughs> yeah, um, that is it's true. a, that it's is a rough true. one. It's a rough one. Um, I was like, okay, I, my PR in the 5K is not very good. So, yeah, the 10K is probably not going to work out. Um, I double that. It's realistically, still... I want – yeah, it's tough. Um, I always wanted to run a marathon. I always did um, from the early days of my running career. Um, and it was one of those things where, like, I woke up and I was old. I was like, holy shit, I am old. I don't have that much time left. <laughs> Um, and I've, I've had the honor to, of being Ryan Hall's friend, I guess, for a while. Um, and we had this like really frank discussion, like you're not going to make it until 2030, like you're old man. Like you're just not going to. So if you want to run a marathon, let's do it now. And I was like, let's do it, man. Let's go all in on it. And then when you start putting down a marathon timeline, it's like, oh, the trials are a year away. They're not very far away. So you get one maybe two marathons and then you know hopefully they go well and you're at the trials so the timeline's really short so it was like let's do it see what happens amazing uh next repeat uh earlier you alluded to uh some running movies like without limits and whatnot uh, uh a lot of years have passed since those came out what uh what if any other running movies top those like what, what's your favorite running movie uh, I don't know about running movies. I'm a huge fan. I pretty much all the races have, have been run, right? Like YouTube is an awesome educational service that like go on and look up races. I mean, there's incredible races out there. Um, yeah. Especially races where you can learn a ton from. Um, I, I, I'm blanking on absolutely everything right now, but well, how about, how about one that I watched in preparation of, I think it's Robert Johnson dissecting a race of yours and, uh, and he's like praising you all the way through and just like, just totally rips apart Johnny Gregory. Um, and, and just talking about the tactics that how you got it right of staying on the, the rail the entire way. And Gregor just like wasting so much energy and time on the outside, just, yeah. <laughs> but but in fairness i've seen that and in fairness that inside line may or may not have opened for me like it was sure. a big big uh big gamble that like i'm pretty sure this is gonna open it might open um based yeah. on everybody's body language it's probably going to open but if it didn't it would have been you know sitting on my hands in the back waiting for yep. something to happen and Johnny yep. would have looked like a god, you know. It would have been like, <laughs> oh man, did he see Johnny come around? He knew what he was doing. It was like could have gone both ways, you know. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what spurred on the height, like the the comeback from uh, running at Minnesota? Like, I think you finished your junior year in Minnesota, took yeah. out a running hiatus. What kind of like spurred you to get back on to uh to get back into running? Uh, a bunch of things. Uh, one, I'm not good at anything else. I figured out. <laughs> um, as I've alluded to, um, 
I had the opportunity. There was a alumni that I knew, Sean Graham. Um, he was coaching at American, um, and I was in DC at the time. And he was like, "Hey, why don't you come out and just like hang out with the guys and kind of run a little bit?" I was like, "Okay." Um, and they met really early. They met at like five forty-five in the morning. Um, so I started meeting every once in a while and started getting back into it. And then started stringing some weeks together, started stringing a month together. And I was like, I'm not in terrible shape. Um, and then from there, just kept getting in better shape. Um, and it was like, okay, well, if I can put these together, let's go race. Um, and then from there, again, I had a little bit of success and I was like, I think I can do this. We'll see. So I, I will say like my career, I, I pretty much have just been like an average runner my entire career. I just keep going. Like I'm still here. Um, I'm sure I, I will get hurt again and there will be months will pass and I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to do something else. And then I'll start running again. And I'll be like, have you ever heard of a hundred miler? This sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, if I can be average at that, I, you know, we'll see. Is that anywhere uh, on, on your mind? Like legitimately of like, oh yeah, one day maybe a Leadville 100 sounds fun. It, it all sounds like a blast. Cool. It, cool. No, everything sounds like a blast until you're like 80 miles in and you're like, I haven't, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm here. I might as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. 20 miles to the finish line. I'm in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> I'm just going to keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you, you, you talked about how like it's, it's just what you're good at and you just continue to stay in it. Is, is there anything about the sport of running that just you're also romantic about? Uh, everything, everything. I, I'm super yeah. romantic about it. Um, I like the idea that like it doesn't require much. Um, I launched a nonprofit last fall um, that kind of does two things. It, it combines sustainability within athletics. Um, and the big thing that I'm super passionate about is like, running is a very minimal sport. You don't need that much, but you need a few things um, more so on the women's side with sports bras, but it's still a pretty minimal sport. Um, yeah. I'm really romantic that like a kid from a really small town who the school may not be able to put together a football team or a baseball team can still go out and join cross country. He can still go out and join track and participate in the sport because it doesn't require a team. It just yeah. requires somebody who wants to get out the door and go run. Um, and that's really where my romanticism comes. Like it yeah. doesn't require much. You just go yeah. out and do it. Yeah. Can I, uh, that's amazing by the way. Uh, can I give you two seconds just to uh, kind of promote this nonprofit? Like what, what's it called? Tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. So it's called the endless mileage project. Um We do two things. We plant trees in honor of athletes who break barriers. So we, planted 755 trees so far that represent all all American milers who have either broken four minutes or 430. Um, and then we we essentially um, receive donations um, from brands, from uh, from races, race organizers, running stores, individuals, um, and then pair those with schools that might need a little bit of support, athletes who may not have shoes or may not have uh, shorts or who may not have a rain jacket in Oregon um, or those athletes like myself who show up to their first track meet and don't know what a pair of spikes is. It's like, Oh, here's a pair of spikes. We'll hook you yeah. out. Uh, yeah. 
So that's pretty much what we do. Um, it's pretty, we're not reinventing the wheel. We keep it super simple and keep it super sustainable. Wow. You said end, endless mileage. Yeah. Endless mileage project. Is there a, is there a website where, where can yeah, people so, find you? Uh, yeah. So it's endless mileage project.org. I'll, I'll, I'll send it over. Please Love do. It. Please Love do. It. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got maybe one or two more. Cool. Um, okay. Opinions on a gentleman named Craig Miller. Um, if you know who that is. Craig Miller, yeah, Wisconsin guy. Yeah. We were good yeah. friends. Wisconsin. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Uh, good, so, good friends. What do you have a favorite Craig memory? Give him, give him a little oh, context yeah, as to we, why we're asking this yeah. question. Yeah. We, uh, so, we went, the college we went to, Craig um, wanted to volunteer at CU um, at, up in Boulder. All the positions were kind of filled, and he's like, well, I want to get into coaching. So, we, there's this other university down the road, CCU. Um, and so, we just kind of like, started coming to practice and he was our assistant coach for like almost i think it was two years um and so we we got to get to know craig pretty well over those two years it was really like when he talks it's like the words are important i guess like he a man of few words but really important words um so that's just kind of a dude just like a really really silly dude yeah um so i always like hearing fun craig stories yeah Uh, i feel like craig and i we overlapped a ton in my early days. Uh, he was at Wisconsin. I was at Minnesota. Um, I feel like we went back and forth on, on, on winning races together. Um, and then our early days post-collegiately, we ran a lot of road miles uh, together. And I cut my teeth running road miles. I, I, I like money. Money kind of sustains life <laughs> a little bit, unfortunately. Just a little bit. So just a little bit. So you kind of find yourself, especially if you're not, if you're not making global teams and you're not going to, you know, diamond leagues, it's like, okay, where else do you make money? And, and a lot of it is on the road. Um, so I pretty much ran every single road race I could coming off of like track fitness. Um, and so was Craig. So Craig and I ended up traveling together for months trying to like win money. Um, and we had a ton of fun. Um, and I feel like Craig and I, I, Craig and I always went back and forth. Uh, Our strategies always varied. Is he going to sit on me or am I going to sit on him and who's going to feel a little bit better? So we went back and forth a ton and I feel like I'm sure there was some really good battles we had, um, together, but it was really fun. Those, that time was really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, my next one, just, if you could pick one runner, regardless of, their status and caliber, some that you haven't met before that you would get to go on a long run with and talk about whatever, who would, who would that person be? Oh man. Um, I don't, probably, maybe a guy like Jim Spivey. Um, he was so, he did a ton of stuff. Um, and, and he came back from hardships, um, and he was so, uh, versatile. Um, I think he would be a really good guy to kind of get to know and, talk yeah. to but i feel like all runners i'll say this having run with some people that i really admire i feel like you're like okay i'm gonna ask all these questions and then you don't talk and then the run's over and you're like i didn't say anything i should have said something. i should have asked a question um and i feel like all runners are really humble like all runners are like oh yeah man you're just gonna go out and do it it's not that hard have fun right. 
Wow. So, yeah. That's a, that's almost a direct quote from Craig. We, uh, we, we've, we've said, we've said it before actually recently, just, uh, we were at just like a kind of pre-race meeting as a team and our head coach had spent 15, 20 minutes or so, uh, just, um, spurring us on and, and giving these kind of encouragements and tactics and blah, blah, blah. And, and, uh, and he gets done and, and looks over at Craig and he goes, uh, Craig, did you, did you want to add anything? And Craig goes, uh yeah i mean running's hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is hard it. and honestly awesome. like some like huge depth to that and yeah. and probably a lot of a lot of runners need to hear just that simplicity i, I feel like yeah. a lot of people think that uh you know ben blankenship's uh dmr like 16 you know your, your mile anchor on that dmr just like you look so comfortable and whatnot it must have been easy for you because of just the miles that you put in and as opposed to no it was really hard for you in the same way that the person that's doing their couch to 5k training because of their their level at the time it's it's somewhat of a an equivalent if you're if you're putting in an equivalent effort it's gonna be the same level of hard yeah no it's it is hard running is hard (laughs) craig miller he's a genius he is. He's an absolute genius. Funny. I haven't thought about that guy for a long time. Uh, yeah. You're welcome, man. How yeah, about you more? guys? What's? Yeah, I, I guess I have one. What's? Yeah, bring it know, on, dude. All this, yeah. Um, out of all the people that you interviewed, what's like? What's some tidbits? Uh, what What have you guys gotten out of it that you've walked away being like, yeah, that's that's something that I can genuinely use in my life. Yeah, it's really good. That's Other question. than like. Other than all the wisdom that I've, I've shared, right. other than yeah, 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 we'll 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 push yours aside for a second. Yeah, uh, at least the first one I I I don't like saying. Oh, I'm certain that this is the best one, but the first one that comes to mind. We we were blessed to get to interview Jim Ryan recently, and he he and his wife are just talking about the difference in their uh, disposition, uh, and she's she's a much more spunky and like. Um, just a, a aggressive sort of uh, personality and, and he's super meek. And I, I asked him how he was able to take a meek personality and turn that into what looks like a, aggressive racing. And, and he, I hope I get his quote correctly. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but he uh, very kindly corrected me and said that, uh, that meekness is just aggression controlled. And so just, I think, because I, I as, as a coach, I've been probably wrongfully trying to attempt to pull out of our more meek and, you know, soft-spoken or, or seemingly not aggressive individuals, trying to help them tap into whatever it is in them that is going to be able to be, a, a you know, this different person on the track. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I thought I was going to get some sort of answer that was going to help me in that direction and realizing that instead it was more of oh no you've got you've got all you need already in you meek person and you've just controlled the aggression instead of the individual that that's a little bit more i don't know boisterous with their their personality um i think for me we had a a girl named evangeline bacon come on she is uh she started running in 2019 just to kind of like lose weight and stuff like that and just kind of her story of it starting out as this thing to get up boy to like her <laughs> sign up for some random 5k that ends up being a trail 5k into this life-changing thing and it's like sometimes i do take 
man, it also kind of bounces with Christie's of like taking running for advantage, like taking taking advantage of running or like taking it for granted. Um, and she realized that like, I get to enjoy doing this thing and I, I just need to enjoy doing it. Like, mm-hmm. sure, there are hard days and there are days where I'm like, why am I out here running? Like, and I guess I just had sat down with myself for a long time and thought about this, like, why do, like, what is it about putting one foot in front of the other for hours on end do I enjoy? Um, and just kind of like remembering like, oh, I really, I don't know. Like, I just, I just like running. I like running fast. I like um, the feeling that it gives my body and just kind of like reconnecting with like getting out of just the routine of training and remembering like, oh, this has a purpose and like that other people can share in that um, and kind of like being able to share that passion in a way that either comes out through the podcast or out through just like people interact with the store and just like helping people find their reason, whatever it is as good or as like, like as ridiculous as mine or like as passionate as hers um just like every reason is a good reason to run because there's no bad reason to run i guess um so yeah yeah i think ben alluded to uh, a gal named christy that came on recently and uh she had a you know a life-threatening um instance go on she had a brain aneurysm and and coming out of it long story short uh running um one was a tool to help kind of heal her, her eyesight. Um, and it's probably like a, a recurring thing when she runs, her eyesight gets better. Um, Cause she, she lost the, the left hemisphere. She, she, is, she has no peripheral vision on the left side of either of her eyes. And, but when she gets done running uh, it's improved a little bit. And so Um, I, I always somewhat playfully before races in college would say, you know, guys, we get to run and, uh, and there's something really sweet and youthful and playful and fun about that. But she had like a whole nother kind of take on it that she said that coming out of her surgery and whatnot, like I want, I should be dead, should be dead. And, uh, and running was this, uh, not just uh, physically therapeutic, but like mentally and emotionally therapeutic. And, and so like when she says I get to run, there's a whole lot to it. And so just like, you know, along the lines of what Ben is saying here, just of it's, I don't know, like finding whatever it is to, to remind myself, Oh, I, I get to run this. This should be a blessing. This should be something that is, that I'm so freaking stoked to do rather than, uh, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be able to run that half marathon with Ben and, I, I, I better, I better get, you know, my calves healthy and I, you know, I better get back into this routine or that routine. And just yeah. like, it, it gets away from the, the sweetness and, and the love of the sport. It's then it's, it's pressure and it's, it's forced rather than, Oh, I, today I get to run. There's something beautiful about that. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I think the other one would be like, what's some big tips, you know, you talked a lot about like, you know, you guys both coach at the collegiate level. Um, like what's some, what's some, foundations that you've seen that translate from you know collegiate athletes that you know you have this wide swath of uh, you know good better and worse right athletes and what's what's some tricks that you keep keep athletes coming coming back right and having success and and, and right like this is a sport that is huge right but not all those not all those kids participate and watch and are really diehard track fans. Um, I guess my question is like, what's the overlapping factor for most of those kids to participate? Why are they participating? 
Yeah. I think specifically at JVU, we've kind of had a, a culture shift that we experienced at CCU as well. Uh, it being a, there's some very fast people and then the rest of them are like, yeah, we're here to run. We're here to have fun. We're good. But we're mainly here to like hang out and do this running thing. And over the last probably three years, we've slowly, the program has changed from more of a social side to like everyone's still friends, everyone's still does this thing, but we're all here to run fast. Like we're here to be quick. Mm-hmm. We have, yeah, to, yeah, to compete and have athletes who are like invested in the sport who know who professional runners are. Like, I don't know if we maybe had one or two kids that could name more than Elliot Kipchoge um, <laughs> and as, as professional runners, now we actually can like go to practice. I talked about three or four different races just this, like this morning with two or three different athletes that I watched on YouTube this weekend. And they were like, we were bantering about it. It was great. Um, and then That's awesome. so just so kind of just like having that culture shift of, and I mean, I didn't really know how we did, how we did it. I think it was, um, I think it was just getting them invested and on my end, like the training side of things, just consistency. I think consistency is the biggest thing in running. Like if sure, if you run hard workouts three times a week, but you're not running every day or like every other, like if, if you're just sporadically running, like you might get fine, like you might be fine, but to really excel in running, it's just, you just have to be consistent over a long period of time. Yeah. And I think with my athletes, they've slowly transitioned from, oh, well, I, kind of want to run today but i have homework that i need to do but yeah i could fit it in and kind of like this back and forth to now it's like no i i want to be good coach said prescribe this i have to run this many miles today great i'm gonna go do it and having that like investment and, and realization on their end has changed that culture i think at the school yeah yeah, yeah i think for me uh so small nai school uh we just added track two three years ago uh, and so a very simple side of things, the, the addition of indoor and outdoor track has changed the program immensely. Uh, yeah. now, now, uh, recruits are much more interested in coming to our school because they are actually investing in a, a year round sport rather than you yeah. know, just a few months. And so, uh, not only are we able to bring in a higher caliber athlete as a result, but, uh, but those that were already there, they're racing year round. So, so the, just learning how to be a racer, uh, has increased their opportunities to race. And, um, and just like he's saying, as far as, because it's a year round sport, it's, uh, they're training year round rather than having, Oh, well, I guess I could probably take a, a couple months off because, and then I'll ramp back up for, for AK training probably once the summer begins or whatever. And so the, that, that would, that one's massive. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think also, lastly, um, because we're such a small school, the, the resources to have uh, multiple full-time coaches and whatnot has has been very, very slim. And so we both have full-time jobs outside of coaching there. Um, and just recently, we've had the opportunity and and the, the, a little bit of extra free time to for the head coach to delegate some things to us assistant coaches, which uh, I, I think has, has um, benefited our athletes as far as more hands-on experience between coach and athlete, which uh, allows them to just believe that they, that, that they matter more, that their, uh, their coaches b- believe in, in the program more because they're seeing us in our involvement a lot more than at least what I was able to do 
in like the first yeah. two and a half years of coaching there. And so, so I think that's, that's the snowball is rolling as a result of that as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, I think one thing, like if I summarize it right, is like the idea that running goes from like, Oh, it's, you know, three thirty to five or whatever every day to like this lifestyle that like you're, you, you, you make it a cornerstone of your day. Um, and that was really big for me, right? It w- went from like early days in, in, in my program of like, okay, I'll show up and I'll be okay to like, now this is like the thing that I'm going to do every day. Um, yeah. And I'm not yeah. me if I don't do it. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that's cool. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks, man. Ben, what, last question. What is, <laughs> what's your opinion on gushers? Uh, I don't, not a big gummy bears, man. Gummy bears. Okay. Harry Bow or what? Bears. Uh, I don't know. The ones you get in the grocery store with the scoop. The scoop. Oh, okay. Scoop Sweet. Yeah. I don't, so I don't know what brand those are. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, yeah. Ben, thanks. Thanks for giving us your time. What a, awesome. what a treat to just to hang with you and appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate yeah, it. dude. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks Thank for you. having me guys. Best thanks, of luck man. this season. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Appreciate you, man. You too. Good night. See you guys.